welcome back to this week's episode. So glad that you could join me again. Um, so if you are have been listening or maybe you've seen my social media posts, we are doing the December Luke challenge, which meaning that every single day we read a chapter of Luke. If you are just starting out with us, we are going to go over chapter eight today, but you have plenty of time to catch up. Um, the chapters are not that long, uh, but I do encourage you not to just read all of them at one time. Maybe double up, maybe do one in the morning and then the afternoon, just so you can really dig in and pick apart um, the chapters because there is so much good stuff in Luke. And I am excited to be able to, this year I really discipline myself to be sure to get into it. What I've done is I've actually been reading the chapters one to two times a day. Um, The other night I read it out loud twice through paper, but then I also was in the car with my husband and I was like, I'll read it one more time on my Bible app. And it's just great that every time I read it, I find something new. Even though I'm reading the same words, something new pops out to me. Something Uh, just really sticks out. And I'm like, man, that's good stuff. And I love that um, our God does that. I love that Jesus speaks to us um, in different seasons of our life, even though we've read certain scriptures over and over. But it may not be that we need that scripture in that moment. There may be a time that he knows is coming in our life that we're going to need that particular scripture. And it is going to be a huge um thing that you can cling to that will help you get through whatever it is you're going through. But I love reading the parables throughout the gospel and the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, The great thing about the parables is you can read them and you can relate to them uh, by breaking them apart. You know, and what I mean by that is taking a few scriptures at a time, reflecting on how they pertain to your life right now in this season that you're in, or maybe something that you've went through and overcame. You know, I think the parable that we're going to be reading today specifically could pertain to um, a seasoned believer. I do believe it could pertain to someone who is just starting out with their walk in Christ. And I mean, I really feel too that it could be pertain, it it could reach a non-believer, someone who's curious, someone who doesn't have knowledge of the word, uh, maybe a skeptic. I hate saying that word skeptic, but um, it's possible because there are people out there who unfortunately don't know God's word and don't know him and don't know what he can do for us. And that's okay because that is our part as believers to do our very best to portray the best image of Jesus that we can to others. And a lot of times, whenever it's those people who are unchurched, who uh, don't know Christ's word, it's not by us throwing scripture in their face. And it's not us throwing the Bible in their face, but it's by our actions that really make them um, take a hold of God's word. And I mean that because we can sit here and we can talk that, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me, you know. The Lord uh, heals the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You know, um, we can say that, be strong and courageous, for I have the plans for you to prosper you and not harm you. We could say all those things, but if we our actions don't back up those scriptures and that we don't, our faith doesn't portray that we tr- fully put our trust in God, then that, those people are maybe getting an inaccurate version of Jesus. And we don't want that. We want to, every day that we wake up, we want to be the best version of him that we can be. Yes, we are sinners. Yes, we've all fall short of the glory, but God's grace and mercy 
thankfully for that, we are able to have a restart every single day. And it's up to us to make that restart, to make the choices. Okay, I did this yesterday. I know I can't do that again. Let's do it again. But again, back to the parable. Uh, I do feel like this is an impact, uh, impactful parable and I love it. I love how um, Luke portrays it. I love that how um, he's given me the way to be able to... The, the Spirit's been giving me the way to be able to break it down. We're going to also talk about Jesus calming the storm. And we're going to find that in verses 22 through, let me look here, 25. And then we're going to end with one of my favorite stories of one of my favorite women in the Bible. It's a woman who has an issue of blood. And she spent all of her finances and things like that. But it was her faith that healed her. And we're going to get into a little bit more of that as the episode goes. Um, so as I always say, if you are one of my avid note takers, my journalers, um, right now, go ahead and get your Bibles ready, get your notepad ready, um, turn to Luke eight, uh, because we will be talking about uh, a couple things in Luke eight. And then I will also, like I said, be breaking down the parable. And I really want you to write this down. I really want you to grasp it. Um, the parable that we're going to be reading here is also found in Luke 13. So you can go read that as well and see how the, even though two different people were recording this in the same moment, you can still put two different perspectives in which I feel is an eye opener for all of us. So go ahead. We're going to read. I will try my best to slow down so you can hear me. So if you are driving, obviously, I hope you don't have your Bible out in front of you. Uh, so Luke 8 says, after this, Jesus traveled from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also a woman who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary, called Magdalene. Also, Mary Magdalene is what you see in scripture. From who seven demons had came out, uh, Jonah the wife, Joanna, the wife of Chuzu. Y'all know that some of these words are um, crazy. The names are wild, but I try my best. The manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out on their own means. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this specific parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell on along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on a good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, and this is Jesus speaking, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. And Jesus said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. Verse 11 says, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. So, right here where it says that the seeds fell on the path. Seed that falls on the soil, the seeds are representing the human heart. You know, that we have allowed people and their actions to harden our heart, which I, which sometimes makes us skeptical of God's word and his promise. 
but we can't allow the emotions and actions of other people to affect our spiritual life. That was something that I had to learn over and over. Um, it's something that I tremendously pour into uh, our youth students. Uh, I have a group of girls that I communicate throughout the week and I'm constantly reminding them not to allow other people's actions and their words thrown at them to harden their heart because when your heart gets hardened bitterness happens when bitterness happens it turns into anger anger turns into unnecessary things and it just can overflow if you are having a bad day or say i'm having a bad day and i no matter what it is but i take it out on my husband and my daughter it's gonna make them feel awful and then from there it may make them upset and then from there because they're upset at me they might say something or do something to upset someone else. And it's just like a overflow of negativeness. And you definitely don't want that. When it says here that the the seeds fell on rocky places, and it's because of something, and I think it pertains to personally that it's something that we went through or that we're going through, and it's not the way we wanted it to. And it makes us fall away from our faith, not standing firm in it and what we believe, maybe you are a people pleaser maybe it's something that maybe you wanted something to happen so bad and then god was just like no it ain't happening it's not that time you know maybe you were you really liked this person and you thought that they liked them too and you put all of your emotions and your feelings onto this particular person and come to find out maybe they had were already in a relationship or maybe they're just not looking for a relationship or maybe they're just not into you that's heartbreaking but it's just whatever god's plan is it's unfortunate it happens but god has a soulmate out there for all of us i truly believe and i believe that he will align things up so that when that time comes he will introduce that person to you and it will sometimes he'll be waiting a little bit longer than we think just because he wants us to build our relationship with him. When it talks about the seeds that fell among thorns, I think this is believing God's word, but our actions show differently. Uh, that our priorities might be out of whack, that we're not taking time for God, that we're making excuses. We maybe, uh, maybe it's something that maybe you're you're serving or you're doing something and you're you're trying your best to do it, but what you're wanting is the spotlight you're wanting to be like aha look at me look what i'm doing that's not what it means to be servers we you know serving we're supposed to do it humbly we're supposed to do it because we're supposed to do it not because we're going to get acknowledged or the spotlight or things like that and we have to put in the work to make a difference we have to put in the work so that others can see that whenever we serve it gives them encouragement to serve and there's so many times that i've seen now serving in the kitchen that there is parents out there serving and they're serving they have kids and it's when they are fully surrendered and i know it sounds funny but you're just serving food but it's when you're serving food with a pure heart it's whenever you're doing it um because it's honoring the father not honoring yourself or anything else and then their children start to want to serve and then that joy carries on to them i love that it's an overflow i love it um it produces good fruit um and i encourage you that if you are in a church and you're trying to find somewhere to be plugged into uh definitely get with the office see what 
kind of activity, activities they have coming in, I guarantee there's a spot for you to serve and you are going to be hum- so blessed to be able to serve um, for the kingdom. You know, also it's too, I just want to touch base on it is sometimes when we pour into others and then they don't grasp it or they don't do the things that we are trying to portray to them, that sometimes can hurt us. That can sometimes harden our spirit, but we have to be able to know that whenever we give people the tools and that we pour into them, that we then leave that situation over to God. You've done everything that you can do. I don't know how many times that I have spent hours pouring into particular women and just to see them use what I've given them and they start, you know, building their relationship with Christ, but then something comes along. Um, a lot of times it's an it's a relationship or it's something that happens to them that um, they blame God for and then they pull back and it, it kind of makes me sad. It makes me like, man, like she was so close to, you know, progressing her relationship to uh, God was about to promote her. Like, I just know it. But yet she fa- fell into the worldly ways. That happens. I've been there. I've done it. I'm sure there's people out there who have poured into me and then I didn't make the best decision. And then they felt the same way that I feel. But the thing that we have to do is we have to continue to just do what God has called us to do. And again, that is going out and pouring into others. Um, again, my heart is really for women, women who are broken, women who have been through addiction, women who are currently going through addiction or maybe relationship problems, or women who are just kind of stalled out in their faith and wanting to revitalize it and just really allow that fire to burn again. You know, whatever it is, my heart is definitely for women. And I believe that God has connected me with a group of amazing women already. And I'm just excited to see how that is going to progress in the next year. But, um, and getting on with the parable, how it talks about the seeds that fell on good soil. This is talking about you. You're a seed that sprouts, that grows, that produces more seeds. And this is when you accept God's word and the message that he gives us. And you perceive it and you allow it to grow and change your life. And you take that message and you go on to other people. Your actions and your words can change the world. And it's up to you. It's up to you. Are you going to take that first step? Are you going to get out of that comfort zone? Are you going to do what God is calling you to do? The answer is yes. You're going to be obedient. You're going to be faithful. And you're going to do it no matter how uncomfortable it makes you. For this podcast, it is, as much as I love to talk about him, it is at times uncomfortable for me. It is at times that I'm like, man, I just don't know if what I'm sharing, somebody's out there grasping it. But then somebody messages me or somebody texts me or calls me and says, man, I really wish you'd get out of my head. (laughs) Like, I really needed that. You don't know this and that. And it's just a confirmation that, and it's kind of like fuel in my spiritual tank that just keeps me going and going and going. And I appreciate all of the feedback um, out there from all of you who listen. But Jesus took the time here in this parable to specifically explain spiritually so that people who are genuinely wanting to follow him would completely understand the word. That the reality 
and the importance is of following him you know the importance of proclaiming the good word and how your spiritual standpoint will determine the the perspective of jesus for others and you have to make sure that you are solid in your faith and that you are hanging on and believing that the words that you read are true so that you can go out there and have confidence and boldness when speaking out about it uh moving down to verse 22 through 25 it talks about jesus falling asleep in the middle of the storm um i'm not going to read it but it talks about how he tells his disciples let us go over to the other side of the lake well obviously they do that and the winds start coming and they feel like the the boat is going to tump over and then you know they're begging him to calm the storm and their man like man he's sleeping and then he says in verse 25 where is your faith in fear amazement they asked one another who is this he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him sometimes in our life we are going through storms and in those storms that we're calling out to him we we may feel that sometimes he is asleep quote unquote i guess you could say you know it's in those moments of silence that he wants us to rely on our faith and our faith needs to be within him and what he has planned for us we cannot see the future but scripture says that he has already went before us and made the plans for us so in those storm moments we can do two things you write these down one we can let fear set in and allow it to make a downward spiral of our mind maybe our actions or two we can stop and hear Christ speak to us just like he did in verse 25 when he said where is your faith and do you know how you can answer that it's simple my faith is in you I love that I love being able to turn it back on him that when he asks us things we can speak out to him and say well my faith is in you I believe in you I trust in you so I do have a question for you to jot down journal you can write down an answer quickly or you can do it whenever this is over but has there ever been a time in your life that you felt like Jesus was asleep man so many things when I wrote that question I wrote down so many things uh, being a teenage mom was one of them uh, losing my dad losing both sets of my grandparents before I was 18 you know through my failed marriage when I was physically and emotionally verbally abused like where was he he was there all along but I wasn't with him I didn't know him and that is where I have the upper hand now it's where I have the advantage that if I had to go through those things again and maybe different circumstances different people I would be more prepared because I have my faith I know God's word I know that he is never going to leave me he is never going to forsake me and he will always give me a way out and I'm meaning that like out of those bad situations I have the choice and so do you verse 40 through 48 man I love this story Our pastor has preached it, and I've gotten so much information from him by him preaching it. 
We've talked about it in our women's women's ministry. I think I've mentioned it already on the podcast, but it is one of my favorite, favorite stories. And I love it so much. It's the woman with the issue of blood. And it is verses, like I said, 40 through 48. And I'm going to read it for those of you who are driving. Uh, And it says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. So here reading that, I am picturing him walking down a street and all of these people just pushing in kind of like a mosh pit, trying to grab him, trying to get his attention. And here it says in verse 43, And a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. So I think it's funny here. I don't think it's funny. And God is not a God of coincidence. But it said in verse 42 that Jairus had a daughter, uh, a girl about 12 years was dying. And then it says here again in verse 43, this woman was bleeding for 12 years. The numbers that are in scripture there's a significance about it and I love that and I love how um, I never really paid attention until I went through it for this podcast that he used the number 12 back to back here but then no one could heal her she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped who touched me Jesus asked so here here I can see is this woman knowing that she has this issue and she has done everything in her power and finances to try to help cure herself and it's been nothing has happened but I see her visualizing this pushing through maybe she's crawling on the ground maybe she is pushing people away I mean I don't know maybe she's they picked her up and pushed her you know like picked her up like when you're at like a rock concert i don't know what she did what she did how she got there but she made it through the crowd to be able to touch him and he says who touched me when they all denied it peter said master the people are all crowded crowding you and pressing you but jesus said someone touched me i know the power that has gone for me then the woman seeing that she could could not go unnoticed came trembling and fell to his feet In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she'd been instantly healed. Then he said to you, I'm sorry, he said to her, and get this, he says, daughter, I'm going to say it again, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So this is a woman who has never met Jesus until this very day, but had only heard of him and how he performed miracles of healing Uh, And she was just, I feel like she was just at the right place at the right time. And I'm sure this has happened to so many of us in certain situations that we have been in the right place at the right time. But for 12 years, this woman was labeled unclean. And it says that in Leviticus 15.25 is what I wrote on my notes. It says that when a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time, other than her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as the discharge, just as in the days of her period. So, wow. Try to imagine how this woman felt the past 12 years 
Maybe she felt shame. Maybe she felt like an outcast. Hopeless, for sure. That there was no end in sight. Maybe because they called her unclean, she would felt isolated. You know, she couldn't surround herself with other people because she was labeled unclean. What an emotional roller coaster for her. You know, she spent all of her money on a doctor after doctor after doctor, and no one could heal her. No one could help her. And all she wanted was to be healed and to made whole again. But in just an instance of reaching out to Jesus and believing through her faith and by her faith, she was instantly healed. Not only was she healed, but he had acknowledged her as his daughter and recognized her faith within him. That's huge. That is so huge. Her faith is what healed her through Jesus. She took the first step to move to him and her life had changed forever. You know, sometimes that's, I think he wants us to do that. He's waiting on us. He knows that we need him and he's just waiting on us to go to him just as this woman did. I think when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling depressed, like you have no hope, you have to reach out and you have to grasp the him of the father. You have to call out to him. You have to lift your hands up in full surrenderance. You have to remove those distractions around you from your mind. And I think that when you do that, he will speak to you. And I think many times, as I've said before, that I do believe that God speaks to us um, and thinks of us most of the time that we feel that it, maybe it's not for him. But we have to have faith and believe that the voice that we're hearing, what we're feeling in our spirit, it is of him. And it's not our mind playing tricks on us. And it's him specifically speaking to his daughter. And by daughter, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. I love that scripture says, daughter, you are healed. So many times we feel this as women, women in life that we are held down by disappointment, that we are held down by our, our past by brokenness, by fear, and from sins that we've committed. And I feel that that is what sometimes holds us back from what God wants us to do. And sometimes it may be feel like we're the only one in this world struggling with that specific emotion or that specific situation. And that I think is the enemy trying to get in our head. Well, I don't think it. I believe it. I know that's the enemy trying to get in our head. But one touch from Jesus, one mustard seed of faith can change everything. He wants to stop the bleeding in our lives and make us whole with him. And when I say bleeding, I'm meaning like the negativeness, the darkness. He wants to stop that. And we can only do that when we fully give our life to him and that we fully trust and believe on his word you know we must pour our heart out onto him cling to him grasp him let him know that we are ready for him to completely restore us to lift us up to rid of us of any of those negative anxiety depression disappointment brokenness guilt and restore it all into hope 
we're going to go through all of these feelings over time and time again in our life. Different seasons of our life, it's just going to happen. We're human. But we have to remember that each time that we go through them and we feel this emotion, we need to reach out to Him. We need to call out to Him, whether it is verbally speaking out loud, Lord, I need you right now. Or whether it's through tears, Lord knows I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crybaby. It is what it is. Pastor told me once that it's because I'm sensitive to the spirit. And I've heard other people tell me that too. And for a long time, I was like, dang, they called me sensitive. But then I think about what particular things I'm sensitive to. I'm sensitive to women who struggle with trying to get pregnant. I'm sensitive to women who have gone through addiction. I'm sensitive to women who have family members that deal with addiction. I'm sensitive to being mamas of teenagers or aunts of teenagers. You know, I'm sensitive to other people's feelings. It happens when someone's going through something. I hate sometimes that the spirit makes me feel what I feel. But then at the same time, he uses that in a sense, like, there's always the right word the Spirit gives me to say to that person. And um, sometimes there's situations that you just don't say anything at all. And you just sit sit with them. Sit with that person and just give them your time. Sometimes that speaks volumes. You know, the trials and the disappointments that we're going to go through, that we have went through, we don't go through them alone. And you have to keep that in mind. I have a tattoo on my foot that says... Um, I'll never walk alone. He walks with me. And that's true. Absolutely true. I will never, ever walk alone again in my life. He is right there with us. Our trials and our struggles that we go through are for our purpose. Our pain has a purpose. Our pastor just preached a whole series on it. The Lord is constantly pouring into us. I just have a final questions that I just want that I've jotted down are you needing to reach out right now take a moment and touch the hem of Jesus's garment is there something that you need healing for physical emotion maybe healing from a relationship that didn't go as planned whether it be a friendship or with a partner maybe you're needing healing from your job. Maybe your job is stressful. Maybe it is breaking your spirit down and you're needing healing from it. Right now, wherever you are, I encourage you to speak it out. Declare it from the lips of your mouth that you give it over to the Lord. You allow him to heal you. You allow him to restore you, to renew your spirit right now in this moment. Allow him to say, daughter such a beautiful thing when you stop and you get into that moment and you just listen to his voice call you by name whatever it is whether it is Bethany whether it's Jennifer Amanda Allison Faith Judy Skylar maybe he just You just need to hear him call you by name. He doesn't need to say anything else, but if he just speaks your name. And those are names of just women who impact my life, who I know specifically the Lord speaks to them. 
And I'm praying that if I did say your name and you're not hearing his voice, I pray that right now in this moment, your ears and your heart are open up to him and that you hear him call you by name. And I'm, I think I'm going to take some time today and reread chapter eight. And I heard you do the same. If this, if you've read it and you're just listening to this podcast and you're like, man, this is good stuff. I want you to go back and pick, pick out that parable, but then also kind of relate yourself to the woman who had an issue of blood. What bleeding do you have overflowing into your life that you can't seem to, to fix on your own? You need him to help you. Is it financial? Is it spiritual? Is it something at work? Is it a physical illness? Is it mental illness? Whatever it is, allow him to call your name. Allow him to say, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So many great things to pull from these scriptures. So many great things to pull from this chapter. But I also want you to pray over whenever you do break out into pulling and picking it apart. If one of, if somebody comes on your spirit, share it with them. Be bold and be confident and share it with them. I hope that something I said today was something that someone needed to hear. I pray that you look at this scripture of about the woman with the issue of blood in a different aspect now because even though we're reading about her having an issue of blood I can put myself in that situation and say that I have an issue with anxiety I have an issue with depression I'm having an issue with my mom I'm having an issue with my co-worker this and that this bleeding that's happening in my life I need to be healed from it and I believe it can happen but you have to allow him to say your name and to say just like he told that woman like i said and it's in verse 48 daughter your faith has healed you go in peace lord i just want to close this out in prayer and i am so humbled right now to be in your presence um wherever my friends are at right now listening to them i pray that you just cover them i allow them to Be able to hear your voice, Father. I thank you for allowing me to be able to minister your people, to be a vessel of your word. I pray that someone was touched today by this message. I pray that over any disappointment, any guilt, any brokenness be rebuked from anyone's heart listening, mine as well. And I pray that in this moment that we are all together made whole and made new and that the things that are bleeding onto our life, that we're able to release them over to you. I ask that you replace these emotions, anything that is dark, fill it with light, Father. And fill it with nothing but your love and your hope. I want to say thank you for your grace and your mercy, for we are not perfect, but you are. I pray that we can walk away from this message today, truly reflect on the truth of who we are, that we are your daughters. Thank you for your love and your compassion and your faithfulness to us. And I trust in you that you will bestow it in our heart for us to reflect that onto you. Father, you know our heart's request today. You know what we're, each one of us are going through. And I pray that your hand be upon those situations. In your name we pray. Amen.